to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines it shines no my light will not just go on hora basaka la mashida bahaya mambro do sagida haya no my light will not just go on it's not enough that you clear you have to be excellent your light no 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before and he has put all things under his side under his side at Amplex where is he put them somebody shout it under my feet It's good to be here in the place where we are sharing the gospel together. I am personally so excited at what we are about to get into today. I don't know about you. I want you to type I'm excited, pastor. God is so good. And um I know the moments have been trying, but I believe with all the prayers that have been made we are getting into a, a proper place. I don't believe this is the end of the world. Everything that's going on uh because the bible teaches that we have to go back to normal when you read the bible what the bible says is as it was in the days of noah people were eating and drinking and they were marrying and giving each other into marriage so for jesus christ to come life has to go back to normal so your prayers have not been in vain and i believe we are coming out strong praise god now Um I'm just going to pray and then we can dive right into it. Make sure you share. Uh make sure you call other people. Share in other groups. Z guys, Z which doctors just share. Don't worry, we'll be fine. Um Z kawalala everywhere just post share. Uh just keep sharing. God is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I was giving an opportunity to share some more. If you already did, we're going to go straight into it. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, even as we delve into the glory of your word, we are excited about the new stuff we are going to learn, and I ask that you open every person's heart and every person's mind that their spirit will be accelerated with this nutritional content I'm going to deliver unto them by the power of the spirit of God. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So, um the kind of stuff that I'm going to teach you today is that kind of stuff which you have to learn. I don't know how many times I say that for. <laughs> Maybe each one is important. I just it just just hit me. But this is that kind of stuff which you have to know. In fact, what I'm teaching you is a secret to my life. How many secrets do I have? count your secrets <laughs> but all i'm saying is it's very important the stuff i'm about to teach you is a very powerful tool this is what determines the difference 
between a successful believer and a non-successful believer. This stuff I'm about to share with you. So this is a time where you hold, you hold your pen and your, I don't know, your paper, your diary, whatever you are using, you hold it very dearly and you take notes. All those who didn't take notes think they are smart. No, that's not smart. Because even in your class, you make sure that you are taking notes. You can understand the concept, but two months later, you need to look at it to study. So, reject hypo hypocrisy, where in class you are able to take notes, but here you are thinking, ah, so make sure you are taking notes. It's pivotal. It's crucial. Okay? I'm telling you, this stuff distinguishes between believers. Even between Pentecostal people, the stuff I'm about to teach you, if you get a hold of it, you'll be very different. So today I'm going to look at a top we are going to look at a topic that I have named drumroll. <laughs> are you ready? We are going to look at a topic I have named fulfilling personal prophecy. Fulfilling personal prophecy. So it could potentially be a longer topic, but we are going to look at it in different ways. So if you want to fulfill personal prophecy, sometimes you may even ask yourself, do I even have prophecy over my life? <laughs> so those are the things that we are going to be dealing with, fulfilling personal prophecy. Now, uh, I'm going to say, firstly, that there are two forms of prophecy. Now, I want you to look at prophecy as revelation, um, the revelation of the Spirit of God, the revelation of the Spirit of God, okay, not just utterance, but the revelation of the Spirit of God. Um, even the Bible says in the book of First Corinthians that uh, uh, prophecy are a sign to an unbeliever, to the to the unbelievers that. When we give them something that only they knew, they will fall down and worship God. So there is a dimension of prophecy which is revelatory. It's not just about what we babble, but what is also revealed. I'm sure when you are prophesying to your friends and you are revealing what God is saying in their hearts, they say, prophesy to me. So there's prophecy which also has to do with the revelation. Okay? I know I have to say this because a lot of um, theologians think that the gift of prophecy or prophecy just has to do with babblings and speaking forth things. There's a part for that, but there's prophecy which has to do with divine revelation. So there are two forms of prophecy, and I'll mention them not in order, but in reverse order. So number one, the words that you receive. So for example, um, uh, there so. It's just a normal king's soul before he's king's soul. And he's looking for his father's sheep. And then uh, Prophet Samuel meets him and tells him, Oh, don't worry, you'll find your sheep there, this side and this side. But there are more important things that you have to focus on. So he tells him what was happening. Or when you read the Bible, how uh, Nathan, uh, the prophet Nathan, went to, to, went to David and told him what he did back in the day which no one knew about, only David himself knew. So that's uh, words which you receive. Words which you receive. Okay? Or in Luke chapter number 1 and Luke chapter, chapter number 2, when Mary and Joseph took the Lord Jesus Christ to the temple, 
uh, when he was just born, when he was just a little boy, there was a man named Simeon who came out and began prophesying about him, saying, I have seen the salvation of Israel, and now I can go and rest. So there are prophetic words which are given to you. So one form of prophecy is words which you receive. Or if I walk up to you, or if a man of God walks up to you, or a brother walks up to you and says, you know, I see uh, that God is calling you to the nations. So you maybe will be flying around. Or it could be nations of welders in Kamwala. It could be nations of um, people at workplaces. Sometimes people are told, you are going to be a great man because I see nations in you. And immediately you begin seeing visas. But those visas, it's not God who gave you that vision. God said, I've called you to nations. So the word nations, when Jesus Christ said, go into all the world or to all nations and preach the gospel, that word nations comes from the Greek word, which means different forms of peoples. Okay? It could be not... Even your classmates are nations, okay? So, someone gives you a prophetic word uh, about maybe the fact that you've been called to the business industry or you've been called, your, your pastor tells you, you've been called to settle in that area or you've been called to be a prophet or to be... Those are words you receive. That's a, 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 a form of prophecy. But then there's another form of prophecy which... Uh, is simply called scriptures. Surprise, surprise. Scriptures are also a form of prophecy. And this is why I want to make a major. Scriptures are a form of prophecy. You can write that down. Scriptures are a form of prophecy. So if you are looking for a prophetic word, you can also look through the scriptures. Oh, by the way, words you receive can also include dreams. The dreams that God shows to you, or the things that God speaks to you in your prayer time, or as you are walking, it depends. Let, let me give you an example. The way I got to know that I'm supposed to begin a church, that was the House of the Faith Church, I received the word from God. I, was, I wasn't even fasting. I was just on the couch. Then when I stood up, God spoke to me. He said, oh, the name of the church will be called the House of the Faith Church. That's a prophetic word. And, the, and some months later, the church began. So, also the things that you receive in your personal a relationship with God, when God speaks to you, they can be described as prophetic words because they bring a revelation. Okay, when you read First uh, Corinthians chapter number 2, the Bible says, We have not received the spirit of this world, but we receive the spirit who is from God, and he tells us things that we receive freely from God. So he's able to reveal to us things from God. Alright, so that's important. But there's also uh, a, a, a form of, of, of prophecy which is based on the scriptures and like i said this is what i want to major on and i want you to begin by looking at the book of second peter let's read a scripture don't you just miss church so we are going to look at a scripture and uh, the first scripture we are going to look at is um second peter chapter number one Second Peter chapter number one and verse. I think I'm going to begin from verse 16. There are some amazing things that are discussed in this scripture. For we have not, I'm reading from the KJV, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus, but we are eyewitness of his majesty. And then he goes on to say. 
For he received from God the Father honor and glory, which there came such a voice to him from excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. That's in the holy mountain. Then he says, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. So when you, when you look at the context of this scripture, he's trying to distinguish. He's trying to tell them, look, we were there. That's how also uh, John begins. That which was from the beginning. Uh, he starts talking about uh, which we have proclaimed to you concerning the word of life, which we have handled. So he's simply saying, but I like the way Peter flows. He says, look, we want you to believe us because we were there on the mountain with him. We heard that what was said of him. And we, we, we noticed the voice. We heard that prophetic word which was said of him. But then he goes on to say, even if we were not there, we have a more sure word of prophecy. In other words, he's saying, even though we heard that voice, we cannot be as sure as we are because of the more sure word of prophecy. He didn't call the voice a more sure word of prophecy. He called the, 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 the written word of God the more sure word of prophecy. Uh, look at this. And this is very important for you to understand. Because there are some people who, for the sake of hearing voices, they leave the more sure word of prophecy. They start looking for words from men, and they leave the more sure word of prophecy. That's dangerous. Okay, listen to this. The Bible says, uh, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him on the holy mountain. Verse 19. But we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. And then he says, it, he, he puts um, a full colony. He's still talking about the more sure word of prophecy. He's saying this is why we can be sure. That's basically why he's saying. He says when you stick to it, your light will begin to shine. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke and wrote as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. See? Because he's talking about written scripture here. So, you see that? He's saying, there are things that we heard. This is Peter. He was present when Jesus Christ was met uh, by, had an encounter at the Mount of Transfiguration. That's what he's talking about. And then Elijah and, uh, Elijah and Moses appeared and they began talking with him. And then Peter was so drunk on the glory that he said, let's not go down. Let's just sit here and build, uh, uh, let's, let's just build a house. <laughs> let's build a temple. Let's set camp. One for you, one for us, one for Elijah. Let's not go back. And that's how it feels to be in the presence of God. When you're exposed to the glory of God, you don't want to come down. So this is a man who had these experiences. And yet he's telling us we have even a more sure word of prophecy. Being the word of God which is written. Because he's talking about the Holy Scriptures. And then he says, listen, the reason why you have to follow these things is because these things were written as holy men were born along by the Holy Ghost. So, if a man who had Jesus Christ was there, even so Elijah and Moses could tell you that although we had these things, we have a more sure word of prophecy which is the written word of God. If a man who was there and heard things and saw them tells you that. Why should you leave the word of God and just try to go out there looking for someone to tell you things? 
you are safe when you are sticking to the word of God. And try to understand me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing or saying, oh, you can't listen to anyone giving you prophetic words. But all I'm telling you is that there is greater safety in listening to the word of God. And remember, sometimes it's not just about the word of the prophet. It's about the prophet of the word. The Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. And so this is very important for every Christian to learn. There is no child of God who is deprived of prophetic words. This is why I'm trying to... Have you noticed that the theme of the scripture? Fulfilling personal prophecy. <laughs> so you will see how it gets personal as we dissect the scriptures. I want you to type, I'm ready. Bring it on, pastor. I'm ready. This is very important. Now, having discussed the fact that there are two forms of prophecy... One which is the word you receive spoken to you, and another one which is the written word of God, which is the scriptures. We are going to get into, now, I'm setting foundation, two dimensions of fulfilling prophecy. Alright, two dimensions of fulfilling prophecy. The first one is when God himself does it. There are certain things which God himself does. And they are beyond our power to fulfill. Even when you study scripture, you find that there are certain things which were, as, were spoken. But God himself had to cause those things to come into shape. God has to, had to cause those things to come to pass. Alright? Uh, for example, uh, when you read Jeremiah chapter number 1 verse 12, the Bible says, I hasten my word to perform it. In other words, I make sure that the word which I have spoken comes to pass. Meaning there are certain things which God in himself has to make sure that they happen. Himself has to make sure that they happen. For example, Jesus, God, it was prophesied by the prophets that all oh, Bethlehem, Ephata, uh, um, from you there's going to be born, you are the most zonal place. But from you is going to be born the Savior. The prophets prophesy that. You can imagine that that's such great detail. But Jesus did not really, as a, a, a separate entity, did not really have power over uh, where he was going to be born. God had to cause certain things to move a certain way so that somehow he had to be born in Bethlehem. Imagine the kind of events that began happening. It is written, actually, when you read, um, when you read history, they will tell you that um, the, the Caesars and the Herods, did not know what came over them. There was no history of them wanting to do a census. They just felt like they needed to do a census. That was the power of God that was moving. Because prophecy had to be fulfilled. That was written. So there are certain things that God himself has to move and has to create certain things. He has to bend times and causes. Daniel calls him the God who changes times and seasons. And I decree and declare by this prophetic word that God is beginning to change your times and seasons. I want you to shout and type hallelujah. hallelujah. I don't know what it could have been, but God is beginning to shift seasons. Okay, so there are certain things that God himself has to ensure that they are fulfilled. Okay, but that's not what I'm going to dwell on. And I can tell you a number of prophetic words in the Bible that God himself had to move in to fulfill them. But then the second dimension of fulfilling prophecy, remember we are talking about fulfilling personal prophecy. So the first dimension is God himself does it. But the second dimension, which I'm going to measure on, has to deal with knowing the prophecy yourself. So 
God has to do it himself. Then the second dimension is knowing the prophecy and working with the prophecy to fulfill it. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. Knowing the prophecy and working with the prophecy to fulfill it. So remember, the prophecies we are talking about here, as I showed you, are the prophecies of the scripture. For purposes of this teaching. I'm dealing with the prophecies of the scripture. So I'm telling you that the first dimension of fulfilling prophecy is where God himself does it. And the second one is where you know the prophecy and you work with the prophecy to fulfill it. That also tells you that we have a role to play in fulfilling personal prophecy. Personal prophecy, which is generally found in the word of God. This is important. Mm -hmm. You know, not everyone is going to have a prophet coming to tell them, ah, this is what the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot more people. Because even the Bible says, he gave some prophets. And not everyone has a gift of prophecy. So not every brother is going to tell you what the Lord is saying. Sometimes you have to learn the art of fulfilling personal prophecy as you find it in the word of God. And this is what is going to cause you to survive in your life without looking for men. You can stand on the more sure word of God, on the more sure prophecy based on the scripture, and use it to chart your course. Shout, I'm loving this. Because you better be loving this. Because yes. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Alright. Now, it's amazing when I was reading the scriptures, yeah. and I began to discover just how God himself, Jesus Christ, he majored on written prophecy. Jesus is the number one person who majored on written prophecy mm -hmm. and insisted and made sure mm -hmm. that he fulfilled written prophecy. He never missed any single one of them. And you know how I discovered this? I I'm going to show you this. But when Jesus Christ was dying, okay, let's read this. I think it's important. I think it's important. Ah, this is powerful. John. It's in the gospel according to John. Chapter 19. Verses uh, 28. And I'm reading from the NKJV. Let me just give you a background to this scripture. When you are studying the Psalms, as we'll see in a few scriptures I'm going to show you, you discover that there are certain uh, messianic Psalms, which means as David was writing those Psalms, he was talking about Jesus. He himself may, may, may have not even understood. He would just say certain things, but then Jesus Christ would say, as it was written of me, as it was written of me. He's quoting the psalm, the psalms that were written by David. So as David said some things, he was talking about the Messiah, yet even he himself may have not known. So Jesus Christ was using the psalms to fulfill scripture, to fulfill those scriptures. And it's amazing how he was very careful. Now, let me just give you a junk of what we are going to look at. This is Jesus. He's about to die. He's about to die. He's on the cross. He's tired. He's been supporting his chest cavity for a while so that he can breathe. Why not just die, Jesus? He had to make sure every little bit of the prophecy that he read was fulfilled. Remember, that he read. Verse 28. 
The Bible says, after this, Jesus knowing that all was now finished. How did he know that all was finished? In other words, he was taking stock. Okay, I've bled, they've plucked out my beard, I'm silent before the, my shearers. He was remembering everything he read. Things had to go exactly. There was no way with Jesus Christ. He was very careful. Look at this. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, in fulfillment of the scripture, this is what Jesus Christ said. Before he died, he was like, oh, one more. I thirst. And the Bible says, a vessel, that's Amplified Classic, full of sour wine, vinegar, was placed there so that they put a sponge soaked in the sour wine. When Jesus received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. How did Jesus do it? It's finished. He knew, okay, it's like he's saying, oh, I almost forgot one before I die. I thirst. And then they also just made sure they brought exactly what was written. Let me show you the scripture where it was written. Psalm chapter number 69. Verse 21. I'll begin from verse 20 for the purposes of... Uh, for the purposes of context. Maybe 19. You know my reproach. You know my shame. This is David now talking. And my dishonor and my adversaries all before you. Reproach has broken my heart. And I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity. But there was none. And for comforters. But I had none. They also gave me go for food. And for thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. So you see that. Jesus Christ was using what was written to fulfill scripture. This is the scripture. When you read some versions, they even indicate that this is coming from Psalm 69. So, you saw, you, when you notice, when you read the Bible, it will not necessarily tell you that this is something where, oh, David didn't say, oh, I'm talking about Jesus, eh? They gave me this and this. No. But Jesus would look at the scriptures and find the scriptures that exactly fitted his life. They had to be fulfilled. Yeah. That even before he died, he had to say, oh, there's one more scripture we have to fulfill. <clears throat> I thirst. And then interestingly, when he expressed his faith and said what was written for him in the scripture, the exact same thing that was written in the scripture came to pass. How did the people just know that they had to bring vinegar? To make fun of him. Why didn't they bring him mad, for example? Yeah. It's because there is power in confessing the scripture. It's There's power in sticking to the scripture. And the prophecies that are written of you in the scripture, they create power that the exact same thing that you are believing God for is what is going to come. Type hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we read the Bible, it's amazing that even at the point of death, there's just one more scripture that he had to fulfill. What more you was very alive? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I am going to show you a few scriptures that um, discuss prophetic words that Jesus Christ fulfilled. So that you just see that you can look at written things and know exactly that these written things are about me. Your name doesn't have to be there. You really think there's going to be a name which is going to say, oh, I'm speaking this of... Maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe you can even find Daniel. But even that is just a book. But 
you. There is a way you can learn to locate yourself in the scripture. Now, one thing that I told you is it's amazing to just notice how Jesus Christ was careful that even though he was exhausted, he remembered one more scripture he had to fulfill. And before he died, he made sure it was fulfilled. Then after I checked it, notice he had fulfilled all scripture. I said, ah, it is now finished. Then he cried out and he gave up the ghost. In other words, Jesus Christ didn't just die suddenly. He had to command his own death. And he could only command his own death when he was sure that he has taken stock of everything and he has done the right thing. That's your life. I want you to tell that's, that's my life. That's my life. I want you to look at, uh, uh, I think Jesus Christ was studying this scripture. I mean, for him, I want you to know this. Jesus Christ was a person just like you and I, although he was 100% God. And Jesus Christ had to study the scriptures. He had to spend time reading the word of God. From the, I believe from the time he learned to read, the first thing that Jesus Christ began to do was he just the spirit of God began to move upon him to just read the scriptures. Or how do you think that at 12 years old he would go, he would go into the temple and begin arguing with professors of the law and they would be amazed at his synesis of the word of God or the scriptures. It was because the, the, the boy was studying. He was studying. They knew you are slightly above 12. You are struggling to study. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But all I'm saying is, he used to study. And I'm, I'm sure there are some things that Jesus Christ saw as he was reading the Torah, or the first five books and more, you know, the Old Testament, that inspired him to follow the written word of God, the scriptures, the prophecy in the scriptures, to fulfill each one of them in great detail. Let me show you this. Joshua. chapter number one. And I'm reading from the NKJV. Verse two. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Verse four. From the wilderness, and this Lebanon as far as the great river, uh, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I want you to type, God is with me. God is with me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Only be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Only be strong and very courageous. And he tells him, observe that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded to you. For them, these were scriptures. So in other words, he's telling them, only stick to the scriptures. And when you stick to the scriptures, you will have the end of your destiny. You will see the end of your destiny. Don't turn to the left to the right. Don't turn to what World Health Organization is telling you, or what CNN is telling you, or what who is, whoever is telling you, whatever they are telling you. All he says is stick to the scriptures. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Then 
you shall be prosperous. And then he tells them in verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do. Are you listening to that? The reason for the meditation is so that you may have enough capacity to observe to do. Why was Jesus Christ able to fulfill all the scriptures and all the prophecies? It's because he meditated on it and that gave him the ability to be able to observe to do. There is no observing what you are doing and to make sure that you do the scriptures if you are not meditating on the scriptures. He thought, you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. This is what Jesus Christ followed. All that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Listen, even Jesus needed good success. Do you know why Adam did not have good success? He did not observe to do that which was spoken to him because at the time they didn't have the written prophecy. The spoken prophecy that was given to Adam was you should not eat of this fruit. Him, he did not observe to do what was written, what was spoken. He went to do his own thing. And as a result, he didn't, did he have good success? He ended up not having good success. So Jesus Christ had to learn, because according to 1 Corinthians 15, he's called the second Adam. So the second Adam had to stick to the script. He had to stick to the prophetic word so that he could have good success. So he meditated on it. Remember, the serpent would come and say, were you really taught to do this and that? Were you really told to do this and that? Jesus Christ, what did he do? He stuck to the prophecy, not to what Satan was saying. He says, no, it is written. No, what the script says. And you know, there's such great safety in sticking to the script. The, the, same, the same mistake that Eve made. She, she started arguing with the serpent. Uh, no, actually, what he really said, I'm not sure, but uh, okay, you have a point. No, just stick to the script. I want you to type, I'm sticking to the script. And that's what Jesus Christ did. That's exactly what got him success. We are going to look at a few scriptures that just show you how Jesus Christ stuck to the prophecies that were given to him or the prophecies that were said of him. Number one, one of the prophecies was to destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of of the devil. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 3. But before that, we're going to look at 1 John chapter 3. To destroy the works of the devil. One thing that he did was to destroy the works of the devil. One of the first prophecies that Jesus Christ followed was, um, I want you to look at this. Genesis chapter number 3 verse 15. In Genesis chapter number 3 verse 15, God begins to prophesy about Jesus. And he begins talking to the serpent and to the woman. And he says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, or between her seed and your seed. And then he is told, He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So when Jesus Christ looked at the script, what the prophetic word said of him was, he had a calling to destroy the works of the devil, to crush his head. So he said, mm, okay, so for me, the prophecy doesn't say that the devil should defeat me. The prophecy says, I'm the one who gets to crush his head. He may, he may strike my heel, 
But what's the difference between someone you've beaten and someone who crushes the head? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other one gets a PhD, a permanent head damage. Mm -hmm. But the other, the other one can, can, be, can, 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 can limp, but they will be fine. You see? So he knew. And when you read, when Jesus Christ began to walk, let me give you an example. So Jesus Christ begins to walk the earth, and this is what happens. I want you to look at uh, the book of Luke chapter number 4. Uh, 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 uh. There's a way that a man who understands prophecy behaves. There's a way that a man who understands what has been prophesied to him or written of him. Re there's a way he reacts to situations. And I know that's going to be you uh, from now on. Mm -hmm. Type, that's me. That's me. I want you to look at Luke chapter number 4 and verses... Mm -hmm. Let's begin from 31. The Bible says, Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now, in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Leave us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. And you see, in deliverance, you also need to know this. Demons like to, talk, to tell you how great you are. They can tell you, in this city, you are the one we fear. The rest are colleagues. <laughs> Just the way you have fire in your arms. Kind of its hands. But why are you receiving testimony from demons? Do you remember, I think in Acts chapter number 16, that there was a girl who had a spirit of divination and she would, tell, she, would, she would say, oh, listen to these men. They are from God. They are men of God. And they've got, they've got the, the word of salvation. The Bible says Paul was angry. Why? Because you cannot receive validation from an evil spirit. It always has a wrong agenda if it's talking to you about anything. Anything good, that's what I mean. The fact that de the devil transforms himself into an angel of light does not make himself an angel of light. It yeah. can be just for a purpose. That's why people who strike deals with the devil are going to make you rich. You've seen the, the Nigerians have warned you. You have to pay a price in their movies. So anyways, this demon begins to tell him, you are the holy one of Israel. Why have you come to punish us? Blah, 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 blah. And guess what? I want you to know that this is one of the first times they were seeing this. The Bible says, but Jesus rebuked him, saying, shut up. <laughs> the Bible actually says, be quiet. <laughs> and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in the mist, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were amazed and spoke among themselves, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. How did Jesus know that he's got authority? Look, everyone who was born after Adam was under the curse. And they were under Satan because Adam himself came under Satan because he sold out. So Satan was ruling everyone. That's why, see, Jesus Christ knew, I'm not the seed of the man, I'm the seed of the woman. And what was prophesied was the seed of the woman was the one who was going to crush the head of Satan. So Jesus Christ knew, here, not even my brothers, because all my brothers were seeds of my fathers. 
fathers, but me, I'm the seed of the woman. So, the, for the first time, a man was rude to demons. Exorcists were not. They would beg and they would do things like making the person sleep. They wouldn't really cast out the demon. But this man, in other words, was so rude to demons, humiliated them, shut them up, abused them, <laughs> and cast them out, and never allowed them to hurt the person. This was new. This was a man who knew, I am called to crush the head of the serpent. Remember what 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, For this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest, to destroy the works of the devil. That is also your prophetic word. Amen. When you walk in, look, you don't need anyone to tell you. One prophetic word written about you, anytime you feel you are dealing with demons of darkness, you are dealing with spirits, you are dealing with everything that feels like it's troubling your mind, your fellowship with God, your service towards God, say, in the, don't, you, you are, ah, you are not called to be gentle. Be like Jesus. You are not called to just fix things. No. The Bible says, he will crush the head of the serpent. Not remove him from the line. No. Some of you are just removing Satan. The Bible says, to destroy the works of the enemy. So when you show up, the destruction of the works of the enemy has shown up. That's why I tell people, you are the manifestation of the destruction of the enemy. I'll talk about that when the time is right. I want you to look at something also. Okay? Fulfilling personal prophecy. Are you learning something? One thing that was, that was prophesied of Jesus was he would teach in parables. When you read Psalm chapter number 78, here's what it says. Okay, for, so, for some scriptures, I'll be reading fast because I have a number. I need to prove uh, something to you. When you read Psalm chapter number 78, verse 1 to 2, here's what the Bible says. So remember, I told you there are some Psalms which, some Psalms which are, uh, are considered messianic because they spoke of the Lord Jesus Christ. My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things from of old. Here's fulfillment. Matthew chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled that, was, that which was uh, spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Matthew chapter number 13 verses 34. That's the fulfillment. How did Jesus Christ know? And how did even Matthew know that we are fulfilling scripture here? It's because there are times when you have to locate yourself in the scriptures. You have to pick which things should describe your life. And see, the thing is, the word of God, it's open. You just have to choose that in younger. There are some scriptures you are not going to choose, like, he was wounded for our transgressions. <laughs> the chastisement that brought us peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes were healed. That's talking about Jesus. But then there are certain scriptures, when you read them, and they, they could be talking about Zion. They could be talking about uh, prosperity. You take those as your personal prophecies and you begin to utter them by faith. It means that you are causing yourself to begin walking in personal prophecy. But what I'm showing you is the fact that Jesus Christ was so careful to make sure that everything he did uh, was something that was scriptural and he did not spare 
He fulfilled everything. And I pray for you that there will be no word of prophecy over your life that is found in the scriptures that you will not fulfill. Whether it be of prosperity, whether it be of good marriage, whether it be of whatever. Because everything in the Bible is for our good. You stick to it, you run with it, and you begin fulfilling your personal prophecy. I want you to type, I'm fulfilling personal prophecy. I am fulfilling personal prophecy. Good. Good. Guess what? Christ's ministry would begin in Galilee. Mm. That was a prophetic word. With Jesus Christ reading, knew my ministry has to begin in Galilee. This is what also what we call Rema words. Okay, there's something I never taught you about Rema. There are times when you are reading the Bible, and when you are reading the Bible, although the word was not even written about you, it speaks to you as if it's talking to you specifically for that situation. I was reading, I think it's 1 Corinthians. First uh, Timothy chapter six, the end of this of the of the of the chapter, which discusses how that the rich should be humble and they should use their wealth to serve God, and then uh, it goes on to say because God gives us freely all things to enjoy, and when I was reading that scripture, I realized this is not just talking to the general church which Timothy was pastoring. This is my word. And it hit me that day. There's nothing that God has ever given me. I made up my mind. There's nothing that God has ever given me that I'll never enjoy. Mm. Nothing. Whether it's ministry. No matter how much Satan rises against me, I'll enjoy ministry. Whether it be marriage, it's not possible. I'm not going to not enjoy marriage. Why? Because the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. So when the girl comes, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be happy. So... Thank you. So that simply means I'm going to enjoy this thing. There's nothing that God ever gives you so that you do not enjoy. James 1.17, the Bible says, Every good and perfect gift comes from God, who is the Father of all lights, in whom there's no shadow of turning. So I was just reading the scripture like this. Then I received a rhema word. It could be a general scripture. This is what I'm telling you. You have to learn to pick out as you are studying the bible you have to pick out by the spirit of god the prophecies the inspired revelations that are coming to your spirit that discusses you personally because as you read the word of god the spirit of god begins to open your heart and give you very personal words and this is what i'm teaching you so you can imagine jesus christ is reading this and he knew my ministry has to begin in galilee sometimes you can be reading this that his ministry began in galilee then suddenly the spirit of god speaks to you and says your ministry will begin in Lusaka. there is power in the written word of god which brings about revelation this is why we stick to the written word of god it's called more sure word look at this when you read isaiah chapter number nine verse one to two the bible says nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress in the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people, that walk, that, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That Isaiah chapter number 9, verse 1 to 2. He may have not even known what he's talking about. He just said because he felt inspired to say that. But the Spirit of God knew. Let me tell you, when the Spirit of God is inspiring these people to write these things, he may not just have had a few people in mind. He may have had thousands of generations ahead and situations. Just one word, meaning different things to different people. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. 
So even you, your place is there in the scriptures. How did I know, for example, Galatians 6? How did I know that the name of the church is supposed to be the house of the faith church? How did I know? The scripture was not written to me. It was written to the Galatians. But whilst Paul was thinking I'm writing to the Galatians, in the mind of the spirit he was writing to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And of many people he has revealed these things to. The spirit of God, when Paul was writing, had it in his heart that a church called the household of faith church by Daniel Kaira, when I give him revelation, because of this scripture which he will read, he will start a church. That's why he's called God. I'm not exaggerating him. I can't exaggerate him enough. Because when I exaggerate him, where I reach, that's where... His exaggeration, where I reach, that's where his true exaggeration or glory begins. You know that not even angels understand God, yet they are in his presence. And they have seen his majesty and his glory greater than, than we. When angels are shouting, holy, holy are you, Lord, they are amazed. And that simply means he increases in holiness. Yet is the beginning and the end. But every time they say holy, and they are eternal beings. Every time they say holy, they notice that his holiness and his glory continues increasing. How can you describe such a personality? So what I'm telling you is not an exaggeration. You can't exaggerate God enough. So this was Isaiah 9 uh, verse 1 to 2. So how did I know how that I was supposed to begin out of faith church? The Bible simply says, as much as opportunity makes itself to you, be good to everyone, especially of those of the household of faith. But me, when I read, I saw a church. Revelation. The prophetic word of a church called the household of faith church was hidden in the scriptures. The whole ministry you see called the house of the faith church was born from me reading the word of God and the spirit of God bringing the scriptures I've read to my remembrance. We have a more short of prophecy. A today activity hidden in scriptures which are almost 2,000 years and more. Every one of you, there is a place for you in the Bible. And as you begin reading the Rema word, of, and you begin reading the scriptures, the Rema word is being made manifest to you, and you are knowing exactly what you need to do. In 2020, from reading a scripture written in Genesis, you've got to love the Holy Spirit. So, look at the fulfillment of Isaiah 9, verse 1 to, uh, to 2. When Jesus heard that John had been baptized, had, had been put uh, in prison. He withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the, the, the prophet Isaiah. So Jesus Christ knew, okay, now here it has happened. I now have to fulfill scriptures. Who told him? The man used to read. He discovered himself through the scriptures. He discovered that he was a Messiah through the scriptures. You can, you can discover who you are through the scriptures. I'm telling you, you can be reading the scriptures and the Spirit of God will begin talking to you. And that's where his ministry began. Can you imagine? The reason why, the reason why uh, uh, he did not begin his ministry younger was because he had to wait to be baptized by John. That's prophecy. And he also knew, 
I can only go to Galilee after that man has been killed. Who was sent to prepare the way for me? When he prepares the way, he has to come out of the way. So up to the time that John the Baptist, even if he was going to die at 50, that's when Jesus Christ was going to begin his ministry. He, he was sensitive to make sure he follows what is in prophecy and it is fulfilled. Are you learning something about Jesus? Yes, Pastor. Okay, so he went there to fulfill that which was written. And then he caused the whole thing. And then the Bible says, it goes on to say, from that time he began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Only after John had been cleared. Careful to observe, to do that which was written. How careful are you to observe, to do that which is written of you in the scriptures? Here's another prophecy Jesus Christ fulfilled. In that day, the root of Jesse, that's Isaiah chapter number 11 verse 10. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. Fulfillment. Maybe let me read this for you again. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples and nations. That means different nations, including nations of Gentiles, not just the Israelites, will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. Listen to this fulfillment. You'll find it in John chapter number 12, verse 18 to 21. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, Look, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Remember the scripture? Okay. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Greeks were unbelievers. Greeks were worldly people, or what they call the Gentiles. But they still wanted to see this Jesus. <laughs> Prophetic words being fulfilled. Jesus would have a miraculous ministry. This is another prophetic word Jesus Christ fulfilled. Look at Isaiah chapter number 35, verse 5 to 6. Isaiah 35, verse 5 to 6. The Bible reads, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. These things rarely happened. But here it was written of him. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the dead unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the deserts. The fulfillment was in Matthew chapter number 11, verse 2 to 6. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask, Are you the one who's to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. Listen to this. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the one who does not stumble on account of me. In other words, these things are happening for the first time. Haven't you read what Isaiah the prophet said? I'm fulfilling those things. Why should you expect another one? I'm the fulfillment of that word. And these are scriptures which we can also take for ourselves. Because what Jesus Christ did, there are some things which Jesus Christ did, he said will do even twice more than he did. He says, greater than this shall he who believes in me do. Hallelujah. 
I'll read you one more. I've got, I've got like 15 more prophecies that Jesus Christ fulfilled. Why? Because he was careful to make sure that he fulfilled everything that was written of him. He didn't spare anything. When I was realizing this, I came to a decision. There's no prophetic word I'll come across in the word of God, which I'll ignore. It has to come to pass. I made a decision. The same way I made a decision. Remember the decision I made? And I will enjoy everything God gave me. Yes. In the same way I've made a decision. Every word which is spoken of me, which I read in the Bible, and I know this is talking about my life. If you're looking for a specific name in the Bible, then why are we teaching you these things? You have to learn to interpret what is written in the scripture to fit your description. And as you walk in the revelation of the spirit, you'll be amazed that the whole lot of the Bible is somehow connected to you. Because everything was done for you. I'm going to read one more. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter number 42, verse 1 to 4. Isaiah chapter number 42, verse 1 to 4. The Bible reads, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will, my, I will put my spirit on him. And he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teachings the islands will, put, will be put in their hope. Wow. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 12, verse 15 to 21, Matthew 12, 15 to 21, which is the fulfillment of the scripture, aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill that which was spoken through prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant I have not chosen, the one I love in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him. He will proclaim justice to the nations. Even you, let's fulfill some scriptures right now. So there are times when you are looking at the Bible, and the Bible says, they shall lay their hands on the sick. They that believe. That's talking about you. Don't wait for some disciple who died 2,000 years ago to come show you. You are already a disciple, so that prophetic word is yours. So you just say, okay, let's now go. Let's now go and fulfill some scriptures. Like it, was said of, like, like it is said of Jesus in the book of Hebrews, it is written of me uh, uh, in the volume of the books. I have come to fulfill that will. Jesus Christ said it is written of me in the volume of the books. Haven't you read that when Daniel read what was written by the prophet Isaiah, he knew that the time for the Israelites to come out of Babylon had come, and therefore he went into prayer. How did he know? You must know what is written of you. You must be a student of the word of God. And above all, you must not just be a student of the word of God. You must be a student of the revelation of the word of God. Because revelation is what distinguishes a dry scholar of the word of God and a believer who is a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can read the scriptures all you like and still be dry. Without revelation, you will not know the application thereof. But you have to, by faith, you have to read. Or it, it is written, and God blessed Abraham in God, Genesis chapter number 12, in silver and in cattle. And you say, this is me. You put your name and you say, and God blessed Daniel. And God blessed Komaki. And, and you, are, you know, you are standing. We are about to fulfill some scriptures right yes. here, right now. 
It is we are the ones they talk about. This is why sometimes I say I post I post a, a, um, I post a, script, a, 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 a photo of my wife and I and I say you know that thing he who finds a good wife they were talking about me. I'm not being braggadocious. I'm trying to hide in the word of God. And I know I can't fail because I'm careful to observe, to do that which is written. It says, then you shall have good success. Why? Because within the word of God is inherent ability to make you a success. It says, my word is the same way that the, 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 the heavens are above the earth and my thoughts are above your thoughts. He says, the same way that snow comes from heaven and comes down and waters the earth and fulfills. It doesn't go back snow. It is a snow. It comes in the middle. It gets tired. Then it goes back. That's what I told you last time. It doesn't do that. It makes sure it comes down just like rain. It says, so my word. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish. So knowing that that word, that prophetic written of God, a prophetically written word of God has got inherent ability to fulfill that which God has spoken. We now have this privilege to work with it to chart the courses of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ as it is written in Deuteronomy chapter number 28. I am the head and not the tail. This is prophecy. Listen. Someone says, oh, but I've confessed these things and they've not come to pass. Is, have you ever, you've, everyone you've met who was given a prophetic word by a prophet, it came to pass? Every prophecy has got its own hurdles. And those are things you need to learn. You stand by the word of God. You're not shaking. You keep confessing it. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. And you are looking at what is written of you. you. Say, this is what is written of me. Don't say, nah, this one is for the Israelites. No. You look at the thing and you say, this was uttered by the spirit of God. The holy man wrote as he was born alone. Therefore, there is a place for me in this scripture. If you do not read the word of God, you will be a miserable Christian. Because therein lies your prophetic, lie your prophetic word. Mm. Type, I'm a student of the word. I am I'm a student, student of the word. word. I've just given you right now the secret to my success. Amen. These are things that have seen me succeed. Have you noticed, even when Jesus Christ, here's what Jesus Christ did. Let me give you this one last example to show you how Jesus Christ just took a scripture and said, this one, it's just that you can't see my name. I'm the one they were talking about. <laughs> Let me show you this. Are you ready? Yes, Pastor. Are you ready, 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 ready? Ooh, yes. If you're happy and you know, type amen. Amen. <laughs> You happy and you know every man. Amen. If you happy and you know and you really want to fulfill prophetic words. Mm. If you happy and you know type Amen. Amen. So you find this very interesting. Isaiah is actually a book of prophecy. You will have to read Isaiah. So I'll begin from verse 16. The Bible says, so, so he came to Nazareth, and I'm reading from the NKJV, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. They handed him the book, the whole book. And when he had opened the book, he found, that means he was searching. He found the place where it is written. 
and he began to quote it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight of the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Now everyone was looking at him. <laughs> who just reads and goes to sit? And the Bible says, And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And guess what he says? Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, I want you to show you. I want you to show. I want to show you the scripture. So that you tell me where it said we are talking about this Jesus man. Here is how Isaiah 61 begins. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has, the Lord has anointed me. Okay, let me, let me read it from the NKJV. It just begins like that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of God, to comfort all those who mourn in Zion. Then he went on to say, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, so that they may be the planting of the Lord. He goes on to talk about a lot of things, and they shall rebuild their old ruins. Verse 5, strangers shall stand and feed on your flocks, but you shall be named the priests of the Lord. How did Jesus know that this one is talking about me? His name is not here. It doesn't even say the Messiah. That's why I'm telling you, if you are waiting to find your name, one, find your name. The Lord said, Komaki. <laughs> you will not find it. Yeah. But guess what? Wasn't the spirit of the Lord upon Jesus? But he had to agree with the scriptures by faith that this thing is talking about me. Yeah. And I'm going to give those who are from the house of the faith church homework. Mm -hmm. I want you to randomly begin searching scriptures mm. and start saying which scriptures are talking about you. Mm. So that you can stand and tell people, today, this scripture is fulfilled uh, in your hearing. Mm. You can just get the scripture and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Every tongue that rises Amen. against me in judgment I shall condemn. I shall condemn. Oh, guys, did you know that this scripture was talking about me? You can, you have to possess these things. The Bible says, from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom suffers violence. And I'm talking about the violence of faith, not out there beating people. And the <laughs> violence takes it by force. And that's what God likes. He likes people who take things by force, oh, yes. by the force of faith. Amen. So I want you, in this week, to pick 10 scriptures in the Old Testament, New Testament. Mm -hmm. There are a lot you can pick up. Mm -hmm. Do you know, for example, the Bible says all things are yours. Amen. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number, number 3, beginning from 21, going down. All things are yours. Whether the future which is uncertain, mm. or the present which keeps changing. It says all things are yours. You can read that scripture in your specific situation and drive and draw out a word from the Spirit of God specifically for you, Chushi, and it becomes yours. Amen. The, when you learn to do this, it means you have matured in the faith. It means you've matured. It means you can listen to the Holy Spirit as you are reading the Bible. It also means, you know, the, the, the psalmist says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He said your word. You can have direction for life. I'm telling you, there are great things, big decisions I've made in life. And I became a success simply because I saw a scripture. And I took it as a prophetic word. I began confessing it. And I ran with it. 
Why? Because the Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy. This stuff, the guy writes, he says this stuff was not written by people because they just wanted to argue like Socrates and Plato. But holy men wrote as they were born along, as they were moved by the Spirit of God. Even up to today, the Word of God is still inspired. Mm. And I believe God is raising believers who are world-centric, who are stubborn towards the word of God, Amen. who can draw out personal prophetic words yes. and begin to run with them and begin to see success. I want you to shout, that's me. That's that's me. Pastor, you're talking about me. Pastor, Pastor you're talking, talking about, about me. me. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. That is a secret to my success. So mm -hmm. today, we have looked at fulfilling personal prophecy. I hope you've learned how to fulfill personal prophecy. Yeah. Okay, let us pray. I'm going to pray for you and speak a blessing over you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that in this week, these people have grown to be able to pull out personal prophecy from the Spirit of God, to receive revelation from the Spirit of God, and to begin working it and living it. And they will begin to see it as they walk by faith. As they drink the word of God, as they become as careful as Jesus to meditate on it, that they may observe to do, they are beginning to receive tremendous uh, amounts of revelation from the Spirit of God about their personal lives mm -hmm. in Jesus' mighty name. And I decree and declare that this week, you begin to receive grace, grace for finances, grace for revelation, especially, I pray, may your mind be open towards the revelation of the Spirit of God, that you may become a victor. In all things, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Spirit of God be with you all. And also with you, Pastor. Okay, so um, at this point, we are going to give our offerings. I'm sure the information has been appearing on your screens, on your phone screens, or your TV laptop screens, screens wherever you're watching from. So make sure you worship God with your offerings. God bless you. See you next week at the same time.